And if you heard us in, earlier in the show, we are past 700,000 blocks. So much like that pyramid, Bitcoin, the blockchain is now a pyramid of 700,000 blocks. So that's how secure it is because it's been running for over 11 years now. Welcome to Bitcoin Basics with your hosts, Faris and Gordon. Visit bitcoinbasics.help if you need help buying and securing your Bitcoin. Join our Bitcoin Basics community in our new Telegram group at bitcoinbasics.help slash telegram. No ads, no altcoins, shitcoins, no other nonsense, only Bitcoin information, education and discussion at bitcoinbasics.help slash telegram. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Bitcoin Basics Podcast. You're here with your hosts, Ferris and Gordon. It is 20th of September, 2021. The price of Bitcoin is sitting at $47,235. The block height is $701,339. And I am trying to find how many Satoshis per dollar before I finish this sentence. And it looks like I'm going to fail. And yes, I have. How many Satoshis per dollar, Gordon? Can you see that? Uh, oh, well, I found it. 2,117. <laughs> <laughs> so our topic for today, Gordon, is Bitcoin secure. And we were just talking off um, screen earlier while I read an article. Uh, this is just following up on our last podcast. We talked about El Salvador. And they're saying that Bitcoin works on the Silicon Valley of move fast and break things. So how can something be secure when it's working off the policy, move fast and break things? So can you explain those to us, please? Well, the short answer is it can't. So that is the motto of other popular blockchains. Um, they kind of treat, I mean, Bitcoin is software, blockchains are software at the end of the day, but yeah, sort of uh, move fast, innovate. And, you know, if you've got a bug, it may only affect, you know, a billion dollars worth. No big deal. We'll just fix that. Yeah, no problem. So other blockchains like Ethereum uh, have actually done rollbacks. So they've actually rolled back uh, to previous points in time of transactions. So sort of your trust or security in that blockchain on that network pretty much goes out the window at that point. But Faris, uh, we could talk about this forever. Uh, why is BitZone secure? I've come up with a list of reasons why, but perhaps how about you start? And uh, something that we discuss quite a lot on this show is proof of work. So what is proof of work and how does it make the blockchain secure? Yeah, I love, um, once I understood how proof of work works, um, it really helped me appreciate and understand Bitcoin even more. Um, so the example I like to use most often is the pyramids. Um, the reason I like to use those is if you think of each stone in the pyramid, they weigh about four tons, each one of those stones. And you think of how hard it would have been for them to move four um, tons of stone 5,000 years ago. It was a lot of work. So one stone, then another one, and then you work your way around and form a pyramid. So that's why it took such a long time for them to build those things and a lot of work involved. So you see the proof of work. Bitcoin and the blockchain work very much the same way. So every transaction that's sent from one person to another using Bitcoin is lumped into a block. Not each transaction is processed individually. Every 10 minutes on average, a block of transactions are processed. So if I were to send Gordon some Satoshis, 
someone were to send me some, and then Jane were to send some to Paul, who's on your side of the world. Uh, all these transactions are processed in a block. Once that block is processed, then it's basically set in stone in that it cannot be reversed. Uh, this is actually very different to, say, a credit card transaction. If you use your Visa or MasterCard, it's instantaneous, but the settlement can be 90 days later, which basically means over the next 90 days, that transaction can be disputed and can be reversed. That doesn't happen in Bitcoin. As soon as that block is processed, it cannot be reversed. So that's block one. And then the next block is built on top of it. And then the next block on top of that. And if you heard us in, earlier in the show, we are past 700,000 blocks. So much like that pyramid, Bitcoin, the blockchain is now a pyramid of 700,000 blocks. So that's how secure it is because it's been running for over 11 years now. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, like, and share so we can find others like yourself. Yeah, good analogy, Faris. I like the analogy of the pyramids because it's sort of a real world example. Uh, the pyramids, you know, obviously took a lot of manpower or person power or what the uh, PC word is today. Um, it wasn't a small scale model. It wasn't made out of wood. It wasn't made out of paper. You can actually see work. In other words, you can see proof of work in what they did, you know, taking hundreds of years and, and uh, people. So it's the same with Bitcoin, as Faris mentioned. Um, there's uh, power, and we call that hashing power, which is just a fancy way for computing power. That uses real-world electricity. So people have to use and spend money for electricity. A lot of Bitcoin FUD is around how Bitcoin is killing the planet. It's not. A lot of that energy comes from renewable sources, but it comes from real electricity. Why is Bitcoin secure though? So we've got this notion of a blockchain as Faris mentioned, but Bitcoin was not secure from day one. So Satoshi, whoever they, she, he, it were, uh, Bitcoin was actually centralized. So they created some software, they were mining by themselves. So from day one, Bitcoin was totally centralized. Bitcoin was not secure, it was not distributed. And so all of these properties have happened over time. So over time, more and more miners, computers have come onto the network, more and more hashing power, computing power has come onto the network. And so this community has basically enabled this uh, notion that we call decentralized. And I was trying to think, Faris, um, if a company, like if, if a government or someone like Google or Amazon or the NSA or whatever, try to create their own blockchain, their own Bitcoin, why sort of it would fail and be secure is they could probably do most of the things. So they could probably create a project that was, say, open source. They may even be able to create something that had a lot of hashing power, especially Google, but it wouldn't be decentralized and it wouldn't be decentralized because they're controlling it. So they're developing it. They're making changes. They're the ones controlling the miners. Um, and it would be a lot easier for a bug or it would be a lot easier for someone, including themselves, to basically take over the network. So I've, I've sort of glossed over a lot there, but um, yeah, Bitcoin is secure. I, I would say because of the community. It's decentralized. You don't need any permission to use it. It's open source. And um, yeah, the, the miners, 
all around the world, different locations, different software, different hardware are securing the network. Yeah, so this is actually a really important point. And um, so to understand Bitcoin, you need to understand finances, economics, and especially technology. And Gordon Threadios has explained the tech side of Bitcoin to me. And once I grasp decentralization and open source, that really helped me appreciate why Bitcoin is secure and strong. The example that I find best is a Linux operating system. So most of you should have heard of Linux. If you haven't, Linux is an operating system. So Apple has its own operating system. Microsoft has its own. Linux is an open source one, which basically means anyone around the world can um, create an open source operating system and that's put onto a hub and then people can download that operating system. So you've got Ubuntu, you've got all these other ones that are Linux-based. Now, these Linux basically has done so well that essentially some of the world's largest corporations run Linux. IBM used their service to run Linux. Uh, uh, NASA did as well. So even though you've got the option of Apple and Microsoft, people were using these products that were created by people in their spare time and launched for free. So this is where Bitcoin comes in. So Bitcoin, anyone can join in. And I know there are some large corporations, I think Amazon was one of them, where they would give their employees one afternoon a fortnight or to say, you go work on whatever you want to work on. What, you know, take, you know, four hours, do what you want to do, even if it doesn't fall under the parameters of your job description. They found that 30% of their best ideas came from those four hours where people chose, this is what I want to do. So where you're not going to meetings, you're not reporting um, to boards, all this kind of stuff. You're just doing pure work that you want to do. So this is where Bitcoin comes in. It's actually attracted the world's foremost cryptographers, computer scientists, computer engineers to basically say, I want to work on this thing. And they're not under pressure from a boss, a CEO. So this is the other thing that makes Bitcoin secure is they take time to implement new protocols. Any new software that's going to come on the Bitcoin, they take time to do it. They don't have a boss or a head of IT saying, we need to get this done by the end of this quarter for our statements to go out because you know we've got a shareholder meeting. So this to me, when I understood this was like, oh, wow, this is powerful. It's the best ideas from the best people working at their pace. Yeah, that's a good point, Faris. Uh, just to remind people, probably 97 or at least 95% of the internet works on Linux. And ironically, Microsoft's cloud services run on Linux. So the, the irony there is uh, pretty funny. Um, you mentioned, yeah, I mean, at, at the end of the day, uh, we could explain technically why Linux is secure. And, and, and we could create a new blockchain today or tomorrow. But actually, the most important reason, and Faris has mentioned quite a lot, is the community. So between the developers, the miners, the users, and the businesses, you've got these amazing, smart people from all uh, corners of the globe using, developing, and creating this system. And um, that's really the power of decentralization um, in that no one can control it. You can join, it's open source, you don't need any permission, you don't need a license, you don't need to take a selfie with your passport, you can just start using it. And so that's kind of why, that, that's sort of the power of, of Bitcoin. And 
why it is secure and why it will continue to be the most, not only secure blockchain, but the most secure computing system in history. Absolutely. And there's a, there's a saying, what would you rather, good people or a good idea? You'd rather good people because the wrong people can screw up a good idea. That's true. And speaking of good ideas, Faris, BitcoinBasics.help. If you want to check out some of our other podcast platforms, social media links, we've also got a playlist, tutorials. We've got a playlist on decentralization if you want to check out that as well. We've got a Bitcoin help desk. And if you are looking at buying Bitcoin, head across there and uh, get started. We've also got some recommendations for Bitcoin products and services. So bitcoin.basics.help for all your Bitcoin-related needs. Cool. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks for watching or listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please like, subscribe, and share so we can spread this educational content to others like yourself. Visit bitcoinbasics.help. Disclaimer. Any content provided by CoinCompass is for educational and informational purposes only and is not investment, legal, tax, or any other professional advice. A qualified professional should be consulted before making any financial decisions. CoinCompass will at times recommend certain products, services, and technologies, but these are opinions based upon our own or podcast guests' experience and not endorsements. We take no liability for out-of-date or inaccurate information, software bugs, manufacturing errors, technology misuse, or issues involving third parties. Visit coincompass.com for more information and please contact us.